The Listen Local Show is made possible with support from our subscribers. For as little as $2 each month, you too can support local music, art, and creative people, places, and things in San Diego, Big Bear, and the High Desert. We love Berkeley Sound and Zen Mastering for sponsoring the show. Thanks for listening. Got me a wife, a job, and kids Living the life I'm supposed to live and be Satisfied And sometimes I get the urge to run Point this truck into the sun and drive I just drive Yeah, I can feel the pull of the wheel the unlived life I'm wanting to steal away She was the prettiest girl I'd ever seen Didn't deserve nothing that clean But I took it anyway Kids came fast, the work got slow A chilly wind began to blow our way Place your bets, brace for the worst, hope for the best, and try to be satisfied. But lately I get the urge to run, point this truck into the sun and drive. Just drive. Hey, yeah, can't you feel the pull of the wheel? The unlived life you're wanting to steal away. That was Drive by Rags Rosenberg on the Listen Local Radio Show. Welcome to the show, everyone. Catherine Beeks here in the truck with the infamous Rags. Welcome. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> thank you for coming out all the way from Joshua Tree. Are you a full-time resident of Joshua Tree? Well, you know, I was uh, for 11 years up until uh, July of this year. And uh, this year I took my little scamp trailer, uh, hooked Those it up amazing. to my little Ford Escape. Yeah, my little four-cylinder thingy, Majigger, and uh, headed up the coast, and I've been traveling ever since. So I basically live, write, and record in my trailer. Fantastic. So tell me about that song, Drive. What a beautiful song. What a great way to start the show today. Drive is, um, 
was inspired by a memory okay. that I had of driving with my father in his old green work van when I was about 10 years old. And so here we are, if you can picture this, we're driving down the road, and this is the image that came back to me. Can I ask really quick, where are we so I can get... Sunland Tahunga. Okay, Tahunga, yeah. Yeah, yeah up, uh, up against the San Gabriel Mountains yep. there where I grew up. So we're driving down the road, and just out of nowhere, uh, my dad, not, he didn't even turn to me. He's just looking out the windshield, and he says, you know, son, sometimes I wish I could just keep on driving. Mm. And uh, like I say uh, to people when they ask me about this song, when you're 10 years old, you're too young to be disappointed in your life. So you really don't know what that means exactly. or what that's about. But, you know, that image came back to me, that memory, uh, a few years back, and that's where the song came from. Beautiful. Now, is that song on an album that you've put out? It's on my first full-length CD, Flower Time. Okay. And where did you record that? In your scam? Uh, I recorded some of it at my studio in Joshua Tree before we sold all of that. Uh, and I recorded a little bit of it at uh, Pat Kern's studio when okay. Pat helped me helped me mix it. Okay. And that's your Coyote Gulch Studios? Yeah, that's your Coyote Gulch in, Studios. In Joshua Tree? Yeah. I love it. Did you record other people or just your own stuff there? I recorded a few other people there, but it really w was never intended to be a studio for hire. I did it. I would do some recording for friends. Yeah. But mostly it was my little, it was a little tiny room. It was about 120 square feet, just a little tiny, just enough to be a great writing room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, good, good acoustics, good sound. And I would just sit in front of my, sit with my guitar and write songs and record them. And nice. It was a beautiful, beautiful life. So what took you to Joshua Tree from, where were you prior to that? Uh, I was in Nashville. Okay. I, I had moved actually from it, well, to back up. I grew up in Salantahunga. Okay. Okay. And then uh, in the early 80s, moved to Atlanta. Okay. And I was in Atlanta for about 12 years. And then in 94, I moved to Nashville to be a, just to really pursue the songwriting yep. thing. And um, it took me, <laughs> it didn't take me too long. It took me about six months maybe to figure out that I was never going to send two kids to college as a songwriter <laughs> in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was so outgunned. The gr Don Schlitz and all these just incredible yeah. Gary Burr, incredible songwriters that were making a living writing, yep. writing country hits. And that was, I should mention, that's at a time in Nashville uh, when you could write some pretty substantial songs, it wasn't all about tank tops and pickup trucks right. back in yep. the, at that period of time. That kind of happened a little bit later. Yeah, the mid-90s was a great time for country music. Yeah, and the yeah. There was, Kathy Mateo was yeah. happening. Yeah, she the Judds was a, and all that. So, um, so that's how I got to Nashville, and I was there for... What I discovered in Nashville was that I was a better remodel contractor than I was a songwriter. Okay. <laughs> and so that's what I did, and that's how I sent my kids to school. And when Flipping they... houses or? No. Well, yeah, I remodeled. I did high-end yeah. remodels. Nice. I remodeled Al Gore's house. I did, some, I did a, lot of, wow. a lot of big stuff. And that's how I was able to retire. Gotcha. And while I was there, I met... Um, uh, Catherine Savale, who I subsequently married, who is a mythologist. Okay. She has a PhD in mythology. Cool. And as a songwriter, to be with someone that has those deep, yeah. that deep understanding of where all of this stuff comes from 
was uh, it was a revelation for me, and it really affected my writing. And and uh, we have since um, gone our separate ways. Okay. Um, and hence, we sold our property in Joshua Tree. But the way we ended up in Joshua Tree, she'd lived there before. Okay. And she didn't want to be in Nashville. She moved there to be with me, but then she said, you know... Um, I really don't want to live here. Yeah. And I kind of missed the West Coast. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, I was, I'd been in the South for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm ready to come back to California. Yeah. And so uh, she had been in, as I said, been in Joshua Tree. We looked around. We found a, a this terrific piece of land with a little with a little uh, cabin on it. Nice. And we remodeled the cabin, built my little studio, mm-hmm. built Catherine's writing studio. Mm-hmm. and. We lived there, you know, since from 2008 until this year. Okay. I know you're going to be playing off and on there this winter, you said. Well, I've been pl- I'm here for October. Okay. Um, I'm playing uh, the Joshua Tree Saloon. I used to play every Monday and every Friday. I did that for three years. Wow. It's a great gig. Yeah. You know, there's always a couple of people that will actually listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to what you're doing. And, uh, you know, you sell a few CDs. Yep. People sign up on your email list. Yep. And uh, and I love the people there. Just the, yeah. the, the crew that runs that place are just so sweet. While I'm back in town, I'm doing that on, uh, like I was there this last Friday. I'll be there this Friday. I'll be there again Saturday uh, Saturday evening on the outside, on the outdoor stage. Um, and then I'll be in Los Angeles playing uh, this Wednesday okay. at um, Brad Collerick's Wine and Song okay. over in South Pasadena. And I'm just doing a little, what they call a little tweener set between the headliners. Sure, I'm gotcha. going to get up and do a couple of songs. And then I'm heading to Texas. Okay. Texas, I'm playing Fisher Fest in Fisher, Texas. Mm. And uh, then I'm coming back to do a house concert. In Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> That's on November 17th at the Cool House Concerts, oh, which nice. is something that Dolly Ramirez does. Okay. And then I'm shooting up to Santa Cruz. And uh, in Santa Cruz, I'm starting my new CD with, with uh, Keith Greninger. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so... That's that's what the next couple of months Jeez, look Rags, like. that's really a fun itinerary. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I figured out every CD, uh, every CD that I sell... Gets me 75 miles up the road. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to look <laughs> at it. I did the math. And yeah. So it's all working out. It's that's a good. Beautiful. It's a good life. I've got no complaints. I love it. Well, let's play another song. These Bones is up next. Can you tell okay. me about that song? Uh, these Bones, uh, well, again, this is, I, I, I write poetry also, and I'm a big fan of, uh, of William Butler Yeats. In fact, Rags, the, the name Rags comes from one of his poems. Okay. These bones, the idea was that, uh, well, it says it in the chorus, you know, these bones, they've always known their destination. Mm. And we're always kind of pushing against that idea, especially in our Western culture, that idea of death. Yeah. And so, I, you know, when I sing this song, sometimes I'm imagining that I'm singing it to death. Sometimes okay. I imagine I'm singing it to uh, to God, sometimes I imagine I'm singing it to my father. It's just, it. No matter who you are, what you're doing, when you hear this song, you're going to put your own stamp on it and listen to it your own way. I got the memos that you sent 
And you said I'd better be ready Well, I misunderstood what you meant I had it all worked out perfect Best laid plans gone wrong Thanks for the wind and the sirens Well, I could not help but listen to their song I have come. 
by Rags Rosenberg on the Listen Local radio show. Beautiful, beautiful song. Love that one. Thank you. Yeah, great. So where can folks find you on the interweb if they wanted to purchase these songs? Oh, they can go to um, ragsrosenberg.com. Okay. And tell me, is Rags your given name? (laughs) It's my taken name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My given name uh, was Philip. Uh, it was Philip Rosenberg all the way up until about three years ago at the Kerrville Folk Festival. People started calling me Rags. And it comes from a, a poem by William Butler Yeats called The Circus Animal's Desertion, in which in the very last stanza, you know, he's talking in this poem. It's a fairly long poem, and he's, I'm not going to read it and recite it to you, but... What he's talking about is one of the very last poems he ever wrote in his life. He was in his, I think, his 80s, and um, he was just tired. And as a, as a songwriter yourself, I'm sure you can relate to this, tired of taking his old poems and kind of recycling the images mm-hmm. and par- parading them around, as he said, like circus animals, yeah. you know. And he said, no, no, I need to do something different here. I need to go down deeper. I need to find something new. And the way he said that was he said, now that my ladder's gone, I must go down where all the ladders, I must lie down where all the ladders start in the foul rag and bone shop of the heart. Wow. So what a great uh, line. back in the early 90s, there was a, a group of fellas, um, the poet Robert Bly, the, the psychoanalyst James Hillman, um, and uh, the, the storyteller Michael Mead, and also the guy who, uh, who translated all of the Rumi poetry, uh, Coleman Barks, out of the University of Georgia. The four of them got together and they, they um, started going around the country talking about a different idea of what it means to be. A man in yeah. our Western culture, mm-hmm. and uh, less of a John Wayne sort of figure, and more of somebody that could that had, had some sensitivity and was a little more in touch with that feminine side that right. that we all have. And they uh, together edited a book of poetry that they called "The Rag and Bone Shop mm-hmm. of the Heart," and it's a I highly recommend it for anyone out there that has any inclination of uh, of towards poetry. Yeah. it's a great collection. What about uh, your poetry? Is that published and folks can pick that up as well? That is also available at ragsrosenberg.com. Okay. And uh, I also keep copies at my at my live shows. Great. So that's available, yes. Nice. And uh, do you do any more remodeling? Are you to- completely reti- retired from that life? You know, I I don't do any more remodeling. Um, I had the... I sold 
all my tools, <laughs> except I just could not bring myself to sell my framing gun okay. and my compressor <laughs> and my worm drive skill saw okay. and my trim gun. So those tools I still have. Right. And it's like, you never know That's kind right. of thing, you know. But I, I don't ever, I don't put myself out there as a remodeler anymore. Yeah. I'm past that point where I can safely do it at my age yeah, for yeah. one thing but but I just didn't want to get rid of those tools Interesting. for some maybe reason. they yeah. will make they'll be resurrected at some point for some other fun art related thing who knows we'll see all right cool rabbit hole yeah rabbit holes yeah rabbit holes um, I have a lot of curiosity and interest in uh, what's happening between religion and science okay in particular, in science, this whole development post-Einstein of quantum mechanics, mm -hmm. quantum physics, and what they're discovering about that and how, how it, it begins to throw into question so much of our sense of what's real. It's funny. I was talking to, uh, talking to someone about this uh, a couple of months ago, and I was pointing out that like they have this cyclotron, this high energy collider, hydron collider in in Bern, Switzerland, that's like several miles wow. in circumference, and they use it to smash these tiny little subatomic particles against one another and see what happens. And so I'm struck by the irony of the increased increasingly large size of the machinery mm -hmm. that we're developing to find the tiniest, yeah. tiniest, tiniest little particles to see what all this crap is made of right. that we call life. Right. And, uh, yeah, so so this song is a reflection of that interest and that curiosity. I mean, it's not something that I believe anyone in, is going to ultimately find an answer to. Mm -hmm. It's one of those kinds of uh, paradoxes that we live with and serves as kind of like a Zen koan. You know, it's like you can bring to it what you want. You can come up with any answer you want to you wanna say, and it's, there are things that really can't be known. Right. There are things that will remain mysteries to us.
closer that you look, the less it all makes sense. All those particles and waves sitting on the fence, and every time you think you find which one is which for sure, they wink at you, trade places, skip on out the door. It don't matter how far down you dig, can't find no solid ground. It's rabbit holes and turtles. Days, yeah, days that always end up shy of what you think you've got left to try to untie your tangled knot. Rabbit Holes by Rags Rosenberg. Great song, Rags. Love Thank that. You. 
That's also uh, on the. Is that the same collection as these other songs that oh, you've yeah. given me? Flower time. Flower time. I love that. Why did you call it that? I called it flower time. Uh, well, just to go back for a second into my own my own story for what it's worth. Uh, I had always wanted to be a rock and roll star, you know, and I don't think I'm alone in, in your audience out there right. of people listening That's to the right. show who, when they were young, had that that dream. Because, you know, back in the, uh, when I grew up, um, that seemed like a possibility. Yeah. It seemed accessible. It yeah. seemed like if you practiced guitar really hard and you and you had a certain look and really, you know, that you could you could do that. And so I had that dream, and really, I I pursued that dream for a good part of my of my young adult life, and uh, it wasn't until I moved to Nashville that I really gave it up. Gotcha. And and said, I just got to raise my kids. I got to do what I got to do. Yep. Blah blah blah. I was a single parent at the time. Yeah. And so, um, the song "Flower Time" came from that story of having a dream, abandoning it out of necessity and then later in life coming back to it Mm -hmm. and uh the title itself comes from again we're going back to my interest in poetry but rainier maria rilke is one of the uh, early 20th century poets who is uh someone that i've always had some interest in he said and he was talking about young people he said they want to flower and to flower is beautiful but we want to ripen and that means being dark and taking pains. Mm. It's the return for me. The flower, the flower time of the, my youth is over. But here I am at the point where I'm ripening yeah. in some sense, yeah. if I can say that about myself, because it certainly feels that way. And so the music is here in a different form than it was back then. And in fact, one of the lines in the song talks about the old dreams and says, don't they all look different in this late September Mm, sun? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. If someone wanted to have you play their house, they just get in touch with you through the website? Through the website, there's a page there for house concerts. Okay. Yeah, they just go to that and there's all the information right there. Oh, great. Yeah. Wonderful. And do you do that website yourself? I do. Very cool. (laughs) I do. I use a uh, platform that really is set up for musicians. It's not like a WordPress site. That's way too complicated for me. But uh, there's a platform called Bandzoogle. Oh, right. I've heard of that. Yeah. And and they have a lot of really good templates and good customer support. So I get stuck every 10 minutes. I I get on their chat line and they walk me through it. That's great when they do that. And are you hip with all the social medias? Do you do Facebook? I have a Facebook page, uh, Rags Rosenberg music page. Okay. Um, I have an Instagram account, nice. Rags Rosenberg. And I've got a, um, what else do I have? Uh, I have a Twitter account, but okay. I, don't, I really don't use the Twitter thing so yeah. much. It's, and there are some people who are masters of Twitter. Yeah. Um, Jason Isbell is one of them. Do you know Jason Isbell? I Isbell's do, been? absolutely. His, tw- his Twitter account, he is posting a half a dozen times a day on yeah. Twitter. And then it automatically posts to his Facebook page. Right. And it's like, yep. wow, you know, and he's got like 20 trillion followers and all that. I'm much more contained, right. I guess you could say. But as a touring musician like you are, you, you really do have to be up on all that so that you can let your people know that you're coming into their town. and. Right. Well, I've made a change in in the last few months since I'm living in my trailer and I've created a YouTube channel called Rags on the Road. Nice. And every now and again, 
I will do a recording of from wherever I am, and it'll be like day 169, you know. Right. Um, Patrick Creek Campground, Six Rivers National Forest, you know, cool. and I'll, I'll have some thoughts that I'll want to share with people. Right. And maybe a little piece of a song or oh, something or that. a little poem. And, so it's like they're on tour with you. Yeah, exactly. And I just started doing that, but uh, Rags, Rose, Rags on the Road is the name of the YouTube okay. channel. I love it. So. so we were talking about listening rooms or the lack thereof here mm-hmm. in the high desert. I wondered about your thoughts on that. I think what's going on there is to um, – there has to be a certain um, – what do they call it, kind of a tipping point, I mm-hmm. think, uh, for there t- to be enough musicians and people interested in, in them in the area for that to begin to be a regular thing. There are some people who host house concerts here. Um, there was a, There's a lovely couple in Yucca Valley that hosted my uh, house concert. They've hosted a couple of house concerts, including my my um, CD release party for Flower Time. And it was just, in fact, yeah, no, it's wonderful. Um, But they, you know, they do them very infrequently. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when they're, when they feel compelled to do one, they do one. Uh, There's nothing regular in that regard that I know of up up in the high desert. Um, I think someone just needs to decide that's what they're going to do. And it needs to be somebody uh, that knows enough musicians uh, around, not just in the high desert, right. but uh, the Bay Area sure. and Los Angeles and t- other touring musicians that will mm-hmm. play coming through right. so they can really keep it interesting and fluid yeah. and keep new people coming in. Um, it's just, I think, the right the right person and the right location. Yeah, it's just yeah. not quite shown up yet. Yep. Gotcha. And, and I'm, to all of you people out there in Radio Land, if I've missed something here and you're doing that, then please, you know, let please us let know. Please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got here, I sort of searched out the singer-songwriter scene, the folk and the roots songwriter folks, and that seems to be the general consensus. Is there are not a lot of listening rooms. No. And that's unfortunate. No, there, but the the whole scene has changed considerably in the 11 years that uh, since I moved to Joshua Tree mm-hmm. um, in terms of just the quantity of people who have co- musicians yeah. and songwriters. Yeah. Who, and I don't know all of them. You know, it used to be I kind of knew everybody. I don't anymore. Right. There's a lot of people building studios, yeah. uh, a lot of people who. Uh, are musicians uh, in other areas who now have bought property here, Airbnb at sometimes, and then come spend time here themselves. Great. I don't know all those people, yeah. but any of you out there that are doing that, you should be hosting a house concert. <laughs> Please, let us know. We'll help promote it. That's right. All right, cool. As far as a an ultimate goal or what's on the horizon, what have you got other than your plans of touring and going to Texas long-term next couple of years? What do you... What do you hope to do? I want to write a great song. That's my number one priority. Yeah. Everything else is behind that. How will you know if you've written a great song? People will tell me. I mean, people often say, hey, that's a great song. But um, but sometimes you write a song, and I, there are other artists, I've seen this happen with them. They write a song, and it's kind of their, their ticket. Yeah. Because it is truly a great song, and it it just com- it floats right to the top. Yeah, yeah. Because of what it is, what it is. Yeah. So, um, so my goal is to is to be writing songs that reach 
for that level of quality of of, uh, of soulfulness and of, of craft. Yeah. Uh, with you performing it, or do you want to get a publishing deal? Have you uh, looked into that sort of... Funny you should ask about that. You know, when you're, when you're in Nashville, you know, it's all about getting a publishing deal. Right. But uh, but Nashville is so country radio oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Los Angeles is so pop oriented, you know. And then there's Austin, which I don't know a lot about Austin, but Austin is way more of a like singer-songwriter, storyteller sort of yeah. place, it seems to me. And I don't... I would love to get a publishing deal because one of the ways that someone like myself could could actually make a, a little bit of money mm-hmm. is by getting their songs into film and TV or getting cut for sure. by another artist. That hasn't happened for me yet, but I don't have an. I only have one full length CD right. out there so far. I'm right. I'm getting ready to do my second one now. Yeah. I plan on doing at least one every year. Mm-hmm. So maybe by the time I'm eighty, I'll. I'll have enough out there. Or <laughs> I like it. I want to write a great song being the goal. That's a beautiful goal. I love it. So you have recently written a new song. I have. This is going to be a first for our Listen Local podcast here, and you're going to um, go ahead and perform it live. So our listeners, please understand the limitations of my little truck here and my blue Yeti, but uh, I think it's going to be great. And it's a brand new song, so it's still, you know... It's still talking to me. It had it hadn't settled in yet to the groove. What's so it it's, about? It's about faith. It's about um, yeah. You know, I keep going back to this whole thing about poetry, but it's such an inspiration for me. For me. David White, who's a wonderful poet up in, uh, I think he lives up in Whidbey Island, up in the San Juan, it's up there off of Washington. He wrote a poem in in which he said. He wanted to have the faith of the moon. He said, oh, but I don't, have, I don't have any faith. I have none. But he said, I want to have faith of the moon, which starts out as a little sliver and then becomes full, you know, and the moon has faith that it will become. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted that kind of faith. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're in a relationship with someone and you've been in love and you've... And you've uh, and you've had some conflict and things get called into question, um, then sometimes um, I think that aspect of realizing that things do come in cycles and in phases and having a little bit of faith in that, that things aren't always just going to be on the uptick, that right. thing, you know, can make a difference in terms of staying with somebody through some of that. And that's what that song's about. All right. Let's hear it. fades into morning The desert sky so cold and clear We've been up all night talking Watching that old moon disappear I know all about disappearing 
Baby, I know you do too Love was easy to believe in When that hunter's moon was new Night after night Even as she fades from view Climbing up the sky Oh, the faith of the moon Why don't you unpack that suitcase? Talk to me of love and fear I swear to you I won't run from All your grief, all your tears I know all about running I was always first for the door This time, baby, I'm not running No, I'm not running anymore Night after night Even as she fades from view Climbing up the sky Oh, the faith of the moon Oh, the faith of the moon Beautiful. I'm sorry about my chair squeak. I had to I had to get in there somehow. In for a word, in for a third, right? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So um, you're going to record that uh, when you head up to... Up to Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I met Keith Greninger up at the... Uh, up in Sisters, Oregon at the uh, song camp up there. Okay. And um, he... <laughs> I played him not this song. I played him another song that I, I had done. And, and uh, I... Thought of it as a song that was that was done. Mm-hmm. I, I played this song for him, and I played it for John Smith. I don't know if you know John Smith, another wonderful songwriter that was teaching up there at the song camp. And both of them, after I played him the song, he said, "Man, that's a really good song." But you know what? It's not done. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been working on that too, yeah. uh, and I really bonded with Keith. Yeah. He and I, um, I love his voice, and I love what he brings to the table as a producer. Yeah. And uh, so he and I are going to do this together. Nice. Who are uh, some of your other favorite local uh, singer-songwriters, folks that you know that maybe aren't uh, national? Oh, some of my favorite singer-songwriters. Well, there's a fella, a couple of them in Los Angeles that uh, I just I just love. One is Chauncey Bowers. 
I think I've heard of Chauncey. Chauncey, uh, you can hear him uh, a lot of times over at Wine and Song at at uh, the Oriol Seco Golf Course there, where they do that thing on Wednesday nights. He is, he just, he writes with a lot of edge and a lot of soul. Nice. And it's all there. It's just out of the box kind of songs, you know, just, mm-hmm. whoa, how did he think of that? Yeah, you know? love it. And uh, Marty Axelrod's another one okay. that uh, he's got a great song, if you want to look it up, called Nine Cats. Okay. Marty Axelrod. And he's also another wonderful songwriter out there. Nice. Great. Well, thanks for those tips. We'll check them out. So anything else you want to share with the folks? Thanks for supporting local music. I mean, that's uh, really what it's all about in yeah. this day and age because uh, we we kind of live and die by, by our local communities anymore. Absolutely. And so, so thanks for listening. Ragsandbonesmusic.com, where you can pick up music off of Flower Time, as well as your poetry book. What's that called? It's called Raised in the Shadow. Okay. And you can pick up both of those great things. Just in time for the holidays, they make great gifts, local music, local art. So thank you so much, Rags. It was a pleasure meeting you and hearing your music. Thank you. And I hope to check you out in Joshua Tree while you're here in October. Give us those dates again where you'll be in Sure. Um, this coming Wednesday, uh, I'm not sure what the date is, This, but this coming Wednesday, I will be... It'll be the 23rd. 23rd. I'll be playing Wednesday night at uh, Wine and Song in uh, South Pasadena. Okay. At uh, It's the Arroyo Seco Golf Course. They have the clubhouse there on Wednesday night. gets turned into a listening room. Nice. And uh, I'm going to do a few songs in between the headlining acts. And then uh, November uh, 17th, I'm going to be playing in Los Angeles at Dolly Ramirez's Cool House Concerts. And she's all over Facebook, and she's got a website, too, if you just Google. Dolly Ramirez. Dolly Ramirez, Cool House Concerts. And I'm playing with Lisa Richards, an Australian artist also. It'll be a good show. And I've got my uh, violin player coming out with me for that, too, Bob Fergo. So it'll be a good show. And then anything in Joshua Tree? Well, this uh, if you want if you're in Joshua Tree, come to the Joshua Tree Saloon this Friday at okay. one o'clock. Okay, I'll be uh, I'll be playing on the indoor stage for your dining pleasure at lunchtime. Nice, and then at the saloon on Saturday night at five p.m. I'll be on the outdoor stage, and I'll be doing both of those shows with my guitar player Bill Tierney. Great. Okay, Rags, cool. All right, Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> The Listen Local Show is made possible with support from our subscribers. For as little as $2 each month, you too can support local music, art, and creative people, places, and things in San Diego, Big Bear, and the High Desert. We love Berkeley Sound and Zen Mastering for sponsoring the show. Thanks for listening.